0: It's game over for Spark Sport. The streaming service is set to close and, it re- and its remaining content rights worth more than $50 million will go to TVNZ. So that means cricket will be back on free TV. RNZ Media Watch presenter Colin Peacock joins me in the studio now. Kia ora, Colin. Is this a little bit Back to the Future?
1: Yeah, it is is indeed. Uh, The empire has struck back um, in years gone by. Of course, before the internet, TVNZ would have been the only game in town for live sport on telly. And uh, for cricket, that's going to be the case again for domestic stuff. So what Spark said was they announced the exit of Spark Sport in the second half of 2023. In plain language, that means they're shutting it down from the 1st of July 2023. Um, Cricket would have been their big driver, uh, fans of the Black Caps and White Ferns. So, that caps white ferns the super smash t20 matches all new zealand cricket competitions they'll be on tvnz now from the 2023 season through to 2026 and new zealand crickets told uh, the new zealand herald um the domestic season will be free to air on tvnz and the tvnz plus the online platform as well and uh, the tvnz won't be paywalling any of the other content so uh that's all any of the cricket matches. The international stuff, though, like the Ashes, all of that, that's not part of this deal. You'll still have to subscribe to Sky if you want to see that. And there's other content, of course, on Spark Sport, things like Formula One, football, netball, other stuff. So that's not part of this deal. So other deals will probably be made with other broadcasters for that stuff.
0: Since this has been announced, I've seen some concerns about, you know, people are worried that they might cross to ad breaks at really critical moments, you know?
1: Yes, well, I mean, free-to-air uh, broadcasters will, of course, want to monetize that with ads. That's kind of the price you pay, isn't it? As a viewer, uh, you expect to get oh, ads. Oh,
0: miss out on the peak stuff.
1: Well, it's a bold decision to put ads in actual play. That may not happen, but I have seen it on Australian TV coverage of Rugby World Cup, which by law is on free-to-air TV over there. I've seen ads played in injury breaks, which is a bit of a worry if you're wondering how the play is done uh, when they're injured. Uh, but uh, talking to a colleague who subscribes to Spark Sport, uh, just now and saying, look, you get plenty of ads even in the morselised highlight stuff on Spark Sport. You could watch something as short as a couple of minutes and get, in his words, quote, a crappy ad for Utes afterwards. So there's advertising on the on-demand platforms too.
0: And what about the quality of the coverage? Can Can TVNZ produce the same as what Sky Sport had been doing in Spark Sport? Well, it
1: will be different, but uh, they should be able to. Um, for example, uh, the Rugby World Cup, the women's, uh, Rugby World Cup recently was shared with TV3 Sport produced it uh, and that looked fine on television TVNZ did the Tokyo Olympics which was a big undertaking um, and Sky uh, for their stuff they have done host broadcasting for tournaments held in New Zealand like the Rugby World Cup the last time that was here for for international broadcasters so they've got the skills there's an outdoor uh, outside broadcasting company uh, that Sky actually sold to uh, an international outfit called NEP but they already have um, TVNZ, media Works, big media company, Trackside, the racing channel, contracts with them. So, yeah, the skills are there. So it, it certainly should be able to produce uh, a good quality, but it will be different.
0: And what what happened to Spark Sport?
1: Mm. Well, they're doing this to cut their costs. So Spark's chief executive, Jolie Hodson said every venture has a risk. Uh, she said it's been challenging to reach the scale we aspired to across the Spark Sport platform. So in plain language, not enough subscribers or, or bums on seats. Uh, she also said COVID caused major disruption to sporting codes globally just a year after they launched, which is true. Not so much of a deal for an on-demand uh, side of their operation f- for live sport. That was definitely an issue. And she said the escalating costs of content globally make it difficult to justify the type of investment Spark Sport requires. So basically, uh, their are cutting their costs uh, to carry on. They also said that the the outfit they use called iStream Planet, which is the platform that allows them to do this, that wasn't going to be available to them from the second half of 2023. They'd have had to buy a new service and they couldn't justify the cost. So that's their reasoning.
0: This, well, Spark Sport was backed by a massive telco and, and they couldn't make it work. So what's... What can TBNZ do, and how is the future of this going to play out?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You have to go all the way back to 2013. An outfit called Coliseum uh, took the English Premier League football off Sky and launched it online, you know, so it's nine years ago, and that didn't work. So as you say, big telco behind this uh, ought to have a better chance. But it's hard. People don't want too many subscriptions and um, portfolios. Uh, Sky has a lot of the content already, and they've got a real legacy customer base that's used to paying for bundles stuff of stuff, so that's difficult. Difficult. What we will see more of, though, is this kind of co-sharing of agreement, partnerships with existing broadcasters, because although, you know, people say free-to-air TV and even the likes of Sky TV, you know, big uh, big operations are kind of sunset businesses in a way, they still have... The audience, they still have the clout and the capacity uh, to screen all this stuff. So more deals. We're seeing this also offshore. More deals with existing broadcasters, content sharing, these sorts of partnerships. And also the sports bodies trying to sell it themselves via their own platforms, direct to consumers. That's one for the future.
0: Uh, Well, thank you very much, Colin Peacock. That is Colin Peacock, RNZ's Media Watch presenter.